Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast, Thursday, January 26th. Just the five of us boys back today. We've had a guest on the couple last couple shows, but it's the five of us today. Um, talking divisional round recap, conference championship game picks, uh, and I'm going to unveil my quarterback trade value chart. Super excited about that. Um, how you guys doing? Eli's coming down from a little bit of a cold. Yeah. It's okay, though. I sound awesome. I think you sound fine. Yeah. No, my mic voice when I'm sick makes me sound like, I don't know, like kind of jazzy, maybe? <laughs> Mitch, how you doing, well, I've been great. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Got any just any, any school updates? You taking any tests lately or anything? I have an exam tomorrow in biology. Oh. Big, big one? one. That, that could have been like a stock down thing. Oh, okay. Well, we can save that for stock down then. I got a couple for both. I got two actually. Oh. Stock up and stock down. Yeah. Get excited, everyone. We got stock up, stock down coming. Cole, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a better place. <laughs> <laughs> May I ask, were you in a bad place? No. <laughs> just in a better place. Hey man. No way, but up. Yeah. I'm just. Stock up cool. Mom's uh, going to call me about that. Are <laughs> you sad? I was like, no, I was just trying to make a joke, Mom. Swing and a miss. My jokes are never funny, though. It's okay. Me and Eli are going up to McCall this weekend. We've got a camp. Yeah. Going to go hang out with some, some middle school boys for the, the weekend. <laughs> it's not that um, weird. We're in a youth group. That's <laughs> just how you said it. Hang out middle schoolers. It's going to be awesome. No, I bet it is. Yeah. Don't laugh at I it. Just, I just hope they don't fart in my truck on the way up. <laughs> I just... Those... Middle school... Middle, those guys are great, but, man, middle schoolers are gross. <laughs> Kids are gross. Kids are sticky. Uh, all right. Let's get let's get into some football. Um, divisional round last week. Kind of an underwhelming weekend of football, wouldn't you guys say? Like, I don't know about you guys, but last year these games were so good. Like, the divisional round was awesome. And this year they... Kind of sucked. Not a single lead change the entire... Really? Except uh, Dallas. Um, San, San Francisco. Francisco. But even then, it was one. Dallas scored first, and then after that, it was a... Yeah. Huh. That's kind of a bummer. Um, Let's start with Jacksonville and Kansas City. Um, final score of this game, 27-20, I believe. Yeah. Um. I mean, the big story of this game is Patrick Mahomes gets hurt in the second quarter, got his ankle rolled up on. Um, Chad Henney then comes in and leads the team on a 99-yard drive to score a touchdown. Uh, it looks like Mahomes is going to play this weekend, um, so that's not really a concern as much anymore. I think it's more just going to be how effective he is. I thought this this was the Travis Kelsey game. Uh, 14 for 98-2. and two. I mean, he... I saw somewhere, too, that the Jaguars were, like, one of the worst teams against tight ends all season. <laughs> I was like, that would have been really nice to know going into this game. That was, that was one of the stats where I was like, huh, I, I really wish I knew that one. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on this game? Are you What, what are we thinking about the Jaguars moving forward? I, I think it's – I know it, they lost, but I think it's just definitely, like, something that you can look at as, like, a positive the season in, you know, as a whole and how they, like – the playoffs too. I mean, they lost in the divisional, but 
they were down 27 the first week, came back, and then, I mean, they didn't have an awesome game, but they were also playing against the Chiefs, who are one of the best teams in the NFL every year. So, I mean, you can definitely look at the year and see, like, okay, Trevor has progressed a lot. Last year, he was looking awful. Like, even the beginning of this year, like, he did not play well. And it was – I remember when Justin Fields started to kind of, like – have those huge monster games. And it was like, okay, Justin Fields was the best quarterback in that draft. Now I think it's a little bit more like, okay, yeah, Trevor is justified as the number one pick. But um, especially with Doug Peterson too. I mean, he did awesome this year. He's He's been great for Jacksonville. And I just think if you're, if you're the Jaguars or you're a Jaguars fan, you should definitely be – like you're in a good spot. You don't have – you have a young team – a lot of good weapons, a good defense. I don't know. Yeah, I think if they draft well or maybe make a couple free agency moves, then they could be a very good team next year. Yeah, I think they had a lot, have a lot to build off of. I think you're encouraged. Yeah, Trevor looks like a franchise quarterback. You get Calvin Ridley next year, too. Um, the other guys you signed look like they're worth it. Like Christian Kirk signing looks like it was at least on par with how much you're paying him, so that's exciting. Um Evan Ingram looks really good. Zay Travis, Jones, too. Zay Jones. Travis Etienne looks... Yeah, there's a lot to build off of from this team. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Uh, one thing I was going to say is if if they're, if they, if they're going to want to like step up to the next level, I feel like they're going to need like a star. Not I think Trevor Trevor Lawrence will be like a star, but like they need like a star weapon. You know, like Christian Kirk's been really good, but he's also like... I don't know. Like he he comes out of the slot a lot. Like he 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 fits like a pretty good role, but he's not he's not like a game wrecker at all. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna put up a, like huge numbers all season. Are you saying like a signing where like the uh, Bills where Josh Allen got elevated from Diggs, or this year when the Eagles got AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts now is an MVP candidate, and like we've seen it time and time again where it's like a young quarterback kind of struggles early and then they get a uh, like a star weapon whether that's a running back or a quarterback or not a receiver and it just elevates their game to a new level that's that's kind of yeah that's I'd good. agree which yeah. I mean it's possible that Calvin really could a, be that yeah and that that was my point was that I think going to the next season I think they know that they're at least if they can repeat, you know, they're at least a team that stays above 500. And by adding another receiver who could potentially be their best receiver, he could be better than those other guys, you know, that could only elevate them so much more. And so, yeah, I mean, I think if I'm a Jaguars fan, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm looking at like the off season and next season pretty positively. I think mostly because you have possibly the worst division in football around you. I mean, the Titans seem like they're probably done with this little run they've been on. And then the Colts and the Texans are both in the top four of the draft. So um, let's. I, this perfect segue to the team that we just mentioned is about a year ahead of the Jaguars and the Eagles, the team that went out and got the big weapon to help their quarterback. 38 7 win over the division rival, the Giants. Um, kind of all that talk that we had last week about how good the Giants were uh, faded pretty quickly. Uh, only scored seven points. Um, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts was. I, I don't even the entire Eagles team was just dominant in this game. Um, Danny Dimes was pretty mediocre. 
Um, I think I said it during the game to you guys that this might be a good thing for the Giants. Like maybe we get to see, I think if the season ended after last week's game, everyone was like, wow, Daniel Jones, is he a top five quarterback in the NFC? Like they need to pay him right now. Pay him, pay him. I mean, we were having a conversation last week. Uh, I think this helps him kind of bring him back down to earth and um, he's going to get it. He's probably going to get resigned by them again. And I think it's a smart move and yeah, they won't have to pay him $40 million. They can pay him a reasonable amount. I, this Eagles team is so good. Like I know the giants aren't the best opponent, but at the same time, it's like did what they were supposed to do. And they beat the living hell out of them. Like it was, it wasn't close from the first play. The Eagles had 268 rushing yards and three touchdowns on the ground. That's and and that's not that's a the Giants have a good defense. Like the Giants, they have Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams in the middle. Uh, who's their oh? Don't they have Jalen Smith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes! But I mean, they have a they have a solid defense, and to be able to do that against against a good team, I mean, that kind of. I don't know. It kind of makes me excited for next week or this week, I guess, against the Niners. Yeah, I was. And going back to the Giants, I'm. I mean, you can't take this season away anything other than a success for them. I mean, you Jones outperformed pretty much all expectations. Dable looks like he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Saquon got his kind of mojo back. Um, obviously, you're hoping for a better receiver. I mean, Ricky J- Richie James and Saquon Barkley were your top two receivers. Um, this week against in that game. So maybe you hope Daniel, if you don't, if you re-sign Daniel Jones, you can get another weapon for him, hopefully, someone you can throw to, or, and then hopefully get that defense revamped, maybe, add a couple more pieces. But yeah, nothing but a success, I think. Yeah, I think we kind of, like, like, Reed, like you were saying, too, I think we kind of forgot how good the Eagles were. And this was definitely a wake-up call, if I think, for everyone, just to be like, then, and then... Like we rightfully so, we kind of forgot about them because they hadn't played it's well, been, and Hertz has been out. Like it's been a little over a month, I think. Yeah. Because the Cowboys game was on Christmas Eve. That was December twenty fourth, and I think was he out the week before that too, or that was the week that he like got hurt. Yeah, I think it was. So it was the week prior is the last time we've seen them like really. Yeah. Fully. So it's been a month since we've seen them play yeah. at their peak, and then I mean. All season, they've just been so dominant and hardly shown like any weakness. And again, they just back to that. And it's if they can play this way, I don't know if there's a team that can beat them. All right. Next up, what was supposed to be the game of the weekend and the game of the year thus far? The Cincinnati Bengals 27, Bills 10. Uh, we talked all year about how there was five teams that I think we all consensusly thought were in that top five. So we knew two of them were going to have to play each other in these divisional rounds and end up being the bills and the Bengals. And I mean, 27 to 10 and it really wasn't even that close. Um, one of the most, I mean, we, I think a lot of us were on the Bengals plus six and a half. I thought that line was kind of crazy, even though the uh, offensive line problems, um, even if you told me the Bengals win this game, I would not have thought it was this dominant. Um, I mean, literally all phases of the game, like Joe Burrow was 242 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Hayden Hurst got in the action for the Bengals receiving. They ran the ball. Joe Mixon had 105 yards rushing. Um, 
And then the Bills side was just like the complete opposite. Um, they ran the ball. They had 19 carries for 64 yards. Josh Allen was the leading rusher at 26 yards. Um, it's Khalil Shakir. Shout out Khalil Shakir. He was their second leading receiver. I mean, Stephon Diggs was four for 35. Um, just a weird, weird result for the Buffalo Bills. They've lost four years in a row now in the playoffs. They still haven't been to the Super Bowl. And I just, I don't know. It, 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 this is a very weird time for the Bills. Uh, should we go to you, Eli? You kind of look like you're just about ready to cry. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm kind of piling on, but it's just, it's fascinating to me because I think we all think the Bills are a really good team and we all love Josh Allen. And this is just, it, it's just like, it's unexplainable. That That's kind of where I'm at. I'm literally at a loss for words. I don't know what you do the 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 thought last year was like oh we need to get better pass rush so they go and sign von miller and i know he's hurt but i don't know it's just weird uh yeah i mean i think the big story for the bills and offense this game was that josh allen was just under pressure a lot um and he was just having a hard time i mean i think he was I mean, it was a little bit above 50, but he was 25 for 42. So he had a lot of incompletions, and he usually does. He throws the ball a ton. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you give him time to find receivers and when you give the receivers time to get open, uh, it's it's deadly, but he just didn't have that time. And, um, yeah, it just seemed like that his chemistry with Diggs was also just gone. <coughs> um, I mean, Diggs had four receptions, but he had 10 targets. So some of those were either just missed passes or maybe just drop balls. Like, just something was off. Uh, and then on defense the other way, it was really weird. They were just playing super soft. You know, they weren't it, – it almost seemed like they were giving the receivers extra cushion. They didn't want any big Jamar Chase plays, um, which, you know, they achieved that. But then every single play was like – eight yards at least. And so they were just grabbing like medium plays just left and right. And they would just march up the field and score. And so it just, it almost seemed on defense, it just seemed like a poorly schemed um, game plan. And then on offense, it was just, you know, trying to rely on Josh Allen, just kind of carrying your whole team didn't really work out. I, f I feel like that's kind of been what's happened every year in the playoffs is they get they get obviously the scores have been different and everything but the like the past four years they've had to rely on josh allen every game is that way and most of the time he can play like superman and make every play on the field but then like he has uh i wouldn't even say he had an a horrible game i mean he was being pressured all the time he didn't turn the ball over until the end right when he uh he threw that kind of like desperation throw and it got intercepted. But I mean, that's that's whatever. But I, when he doesn't play at his peak, they have a tough time winning. And their defense, like you were talking about, it just it's like they were just just sitting on their heels the whole time, waiting for a big play. And it was like, okay, well we'll throw this five yard slant every play until you guard it, and then they never did. Yeah. And and they were so far back that it was like, oh, we'll just manhandle your D-line, too, and run the ball right down your throats. And Joe Mixon had his first, like, 
hundred yard rushing game in forever. It seems like, like months. <laughs> yeah, it, their their offensive line actually looked. The Bengals offensive line actually looked very solid in this game, and the Bills looked like it was it was horrible. I think we should give some credit to like Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow because I feel like Zach Taylor is like one of the least talked about coaches in the NFL. Like I remember, uh, I think part of my take had that uh, offensive lineman on, on Friday, Mark Schlereth, like last Friday when they were previewing the games and he was like, if you scheme it right, like you can get it to where the offensive line only has to legitimately pass block like a handful of times per game. And that's what the Bengals did. Like they schemed that game really, really well to where there's a lot of like quick pit plays. They ran the ball really well. They were throwing it in different places. And I don't know. I just feel like I feel like this is back to back AFC championship appearances for Zach Taylor. And all I hear about Zach Taylor from the like the media, not even I'm not even saying us. I just think we should give him credit because it's like all we hear from him is like, oh, he makes weird decisions or oh, he was he's just not a good coach. And it's like they they played that game really really well they did exactly what they were supposed to on offense and coming from everyone including myself who and and i know you too cole like we're we love joe burrow but i was doubting their offensive line and their offensive game plan coming in the game too i was like how are they going to be able to do this and they did a fantastic job so i think that deserves credit where we don't give it credit very often for sure one thing too, I think about Buffalo is I just I think they might not be as talented, especially on the defense. And even if you look on the offense, as I think we thought at the beginning of the year, like um, you look at that. Did you see that graphic from NFL Network about the Super Bowl predictions? Yes, with everyone on Buffalo. Everyone picked. Buffalo. I mean, they we, they were the unanimous pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, I mean, Khalil Shakir has a legitimate case as the number two option on that offense now, and he's a fifth round pick rookie, and like. You look at their um, pass rush. Their pass rush, they've not, it's not like they haven't invested in the pass rush. Greg Russo is a first-round pick. A.J. Penanza is a second-round pick, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Shaq Lawson was a big signing for him. Von Miller, but Von Miller got hurt. Like, Ed Oliver was a top-ten pick. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of talent. It's a lot of names that didn't really produce, especially against a team that, yeah, had three different, three new starters on an offensive line. I mean, I feel like that's no secret, though, that the Bengals have a like they're on paper, their roster is just miles ahead of the Bills. I mean, like all the names on the Bengals roster, offense and defense, whereas you look at the Bills and it's like offense. Yeah, cool. You got Josh Allen, top three quarterback. You got Diggs, top five receiver. Okay, outside of that, you don't have any other player that's top five or top ten in their position. Uh, defense, Jordan Poyer, great safety. Micah Hyde, been out for a while. He's a great safety, but he hasn't been playing. Um, Tra- uh, Tredavious White, he's, I mean, when he's been healthy in the past, he's been a top five corner, but he missed a lot of time and came back and he didn't play that well. And then Von Miller tore his ACL. Matt Milano's played really well this year, but I mean, outside of that, they, they don't really have anyone where it's like, oh, the Bengals have Jesse Bates, they have Trey Hendrickson, they have Sam Hubbard. They like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big difference. They don't have as much talent, and that's when it gets to the playoffs that that can really show. They're going to be one of the most interesting teams this offseason. I'm very interested to see what they do because I. I don't know how many more years you can just say, let's run it back. 
So I remember last year they did it and it was justified because they lost that game that to the Chiefs that they, you know, their defense just choked or whatever. The overtime rules and they changed that and I don't know, however you want to do it. Have you guys seen that picture? You remember a couple of years ago when they lost to Kansas City and it was Diggs like watching him celebrate mm-hmm. and everybody's like, oh, they're going to win, whatever. Somebody posted it like after the game and it was like, bro's been standing there for three <laughs> years. <laughs> I mean, because it feels like they get beat by a team that's like miles ahead of them. Like the Chiefs were miles ahead of them when they went to the Super Bowl and then the Chiefs. Yeah. I wouldn't say they were last year. No, that's true. But this year especially though, it felt like they were just not on the same level as what we thought they no. were. No, yeah. Especially during that game. That was just, like, the whole game, it was yeah. like, wow, Buffalo looks like mm-hmm. shit. I'm excited for us to go into the rebuilding series with them because they're going to be interesting. That's going to start. We're going to start that a uh, week after the Super Bowl. We're going to start the rebuilding series, and we'll have that. We'll do a division a week, and that'll bring us, like, we'll do that for eight weeks, and then we have a week, and then it's the draft. So that's that's crazy. All right, last game: Niners Cowboys, nineteen to twelve, and just uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six field goals this game, two touchdowns. Um, I mean, the story of this game to me was just the Niners defense is insane, and Dak Prescott cannot win a big game. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. What else do you guys... <laughs> what were our other big takeaways from this game? I think Tony Pollard is a lot bigger part of that mm. Cowboys offense than we really think. Like, Because for a while it was like, oh, wow, they should give Tony Pollard the ball more. Every time he gets it, he's explosive, and he, he, get, he would get like three carries for 50 yards and a touchdown, whatever it was. And then they kind of... Zeke got hurt. They bring him in a little bit more, and it's like, oh, wow, he's actually like... He can be kind of a workhorse guy and get a lot more of a workload. And then he goes down in that game, and pretty much all offensive production for the Cowboys is just... Like, Zeke had, like, 10 carries for 23 yards or something, or 26. 26, yeah. That's awful. He's over, he's averaging 2.6 yards a carry. And he when you watch, too, it's like he has no... It, it looks like he doesn't want to be playing. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he does, and I don't know what the issue is, but it's like he gets the ball, and he just gets tackled right away, and he, like, falls forward for a yard or two. And it, But then when Tony Pollard gets the ball, it's just – he's, like, one of the most explosive players on offense this year, like, in the entire league. He's just been so fun to watch. He provides a huge spark to that team. And without that, I think that the Cowboys just kind of – that's one less dimension of their offense. And it's it was back to, well, we can run it up the middle for a yard with Zeke, or we can try to hit CD on a 40-yard post route. And I don't know. I mean, they didn't really – like, did, Gallup had zero catches. Did he – he played, right? Three targets, zero he, catches. Yeah, like, I don't know. They just didn't – they just didn't look good all around. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a bummer too because that defense. You can make an argument that they're the second best defense in the NFL besides the one that they just play. I mean, Jared Jones has done a pretty good job of making a team. It's just is Dak. I don't think Dak can win a Super Bowl. Like, I don't think Mark McCarthy can win a Super Bowl anymore. Like, 
and uh, yeah, I, I don't really know where you go from here. Do you try to add a second receiver? Because you look at the receivers, Dalton yeah. Schultz and Noah Brown were their next guys, and it's not even close to the production that CD has. So maybe that, and then. But I mean, you have Gallup, and he had nothing. Yeah. Do you maybe try to get Sean Payton and hope that? I mean, yeah, I don't. Because you have a really good team. You have a really good roster, actually. Didn't Jerry say that Mike McCarthy's job was safe? Like, I remember seeing, like, an interview after the game, and somebody asked about it, and they, he said, no, why? Like, why would you? You go to the divisional round. Yeah. Why would you get rid of your coach? I uh, mean, yeah, I feel like, I, they're gonna I feel s- like it's, it's obviously he's not a great coach, and Dak isn't great, but I think it might be a little bit more on Dak than McCarthy. But that's the other thing with Dak is, like, he's – good enough to at least where you're like man there's we could do so much worse and that that is kirk cousins yeah he literally is Kirk exactly and i I do think they lost to a better team it's not like they got upset like kind of like for sure for sure but i mean when when a team like that like the niners you can hold them to what what did they have 19 19 points i mean yeah, it's just a bummer because it was there for them, too. They yeah, could, it was gone. definitely there. They had chances to win that game, and they just couldn't capitalize. I mean, also the Cowboys are keeping their defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn. Yeah, is he, are you sure he's keeping, they're keeping him? I think they are. Yeah, I just saw the alert today that, they're, that he's coming back to the Cowboys. Also, the Niners offensive line did a super good job of protecting Brock Purdy. Like, Micah Parsons didn't even – just he didn't even get in the backfield he did he did the there was no threat from him so he could just sit back and just do whatever they could do whatever they wanted to the cowboys defense all right let's do stock up stock down and then i will do my uh quarterback trade value chart does anyone have a stock up stock down that they would like to start with i have a stock up i have two but i'll go i'll do my first one um uh my stock up Following the turn from last week, another animal this week, it's bears. Um, <laughs> park rangers in Boulder, Colorado, uh, were checking like wildlife trail cameras in one of their parks and uh, noticed that there were f- five. It's like, it's like the motion sensor ones. So when there's motion or something in front of it, it goes off and takes a picture. And there's 580 pictures taken. They went back and looked through every single one of them. 400 of the pictures was a bear, one bear, taking selfies on it and just oh, doing different, adorable. just doing different facial expressions and oh. moving his head around. It was, it was. I looked through a bunch of the pictures and it was just great. Made my day. So, yep, stock up bears. That's adorable. Um, I have a stock up. Go ahead, Cole. The A7 FL League. Have you guys seen the videos? It's tackle football without pads, and it is insane. It is literally the most dangerous sport I've ever seen. It is like people, like it's like middle-aged men just like hurling themselves at each other. It is wild. <laughs> no, it's awesome. For it, some reason, it seems like it's like older guys. Too yeah, play it, it. they're all like in their forties or thirties. It seems like, yeah, it it looks insane. I've heard like a lot of people talk about if the NFL like went back to leather helmets or didn't wear or like had to, there would be less like injuries and concussions and everything. So I wonder if like that's I don't know that that's interesting that they don't wear any pads at all. And it's like obviously people aren't getting like seriously injured every single game to the point where like they need to shut the league down. So uh, that's I think it's a little different level of athlete. It, did, it is 100 <laughs> percent. But at the same time, it's like 
grown men running full speed and throwing their bodies into each other. I mean, like, still, you'd think that they'd be getting hurt, but obviously not. Um, Stock down. Well, I guess maybe it's up. Um, Same one as last week, us. Not us as a podcast. Last week, I also had us as a country. It's not even that. Us as humans on Earth. Oh, no. Um, Earlier today, I don't even know if you guys knew this, an asteroid flew past Earth in one of the closest encounters ever recorded. Don't worry, though. We're safe. Um, it, it went past the southern tip of southern, or South America around 4.27 p.m. Pacific time. Do you think they have like a big fan they put out to blow it away? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was 2,200 miles from Earth's surface. (coughs) Just in case. Um, That's close. (laughs) But that is much closer than satellites orbit. Oh, boy. Wait. You said 2,000 feet? 2,200 miles. Oh. Feet? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, that's in airplanes. (laughs) Uh, no, 2,200 miles. miles. And NASA said there's no risk that the asteroid will hit the Earth. But even if it did, <laughs> I love that. There's no risk it's going to hit the Earth. But even if it did, um, it would largely disintegrate in the Earth's atmosphere. That's good. So, you think they have, like, missiles or something to, like, shoot yes. at them? They definitely just, do. Just yeah, in case. They definitely, definitely do. Stock up atmosphere. There that, we go. Yeah. That'd, be a tough, <laughs> that'd be a tough route to hit. You got to <laughs> shoot it. <laughs> you got to map it out. Also, stock up video games. Um, because apparently a streamer played Elden Ring with no controller in just her mind. What? Oh, I've seen those before. So sick. No asteroid How? can stop the human race. With stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're playing Elden Ring with our minds. Asteroids are the least of them. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait until like we're dropping back in Madden and I just get to like look at the A receiver and blink really hard and then just throws a dot. <laughs> That's going to be so sick. Dude, we were talking in um in one of my classes today. We were talking about this dude who was like colorblind and he he could only see in grayscale, and he had an antenna surgically inserted into his skull, oh. and after six years, it became like one with his body. And so he's got like a. I thought it was a joke at first, and then we like watched the video and everything. And this dude is walking around, and this antenna makes him like hear colors and so he's like walking around and he's like he's like showing he's like putting his antenna on like people's faces and he's like "Mm, your skin is really quiet (laughs) and then he'll go over to somebody and be like your shirt is making a really loud thud noise and so like it was the wildest thing ever and he said that like he was taking his um uh dry his passport photo or something like that and they're like sir you have to take the antenna off he's like he's like uh, it doesn't come off. They're like, is it that like, it it is it has combined with his skull. Like you can't. It's literally like if somebody was like, take your nose off, or take your left arm off. That's you can't. Creepy. I don't like. And that. so yeah, to seems... go along with your uh, mind thing, human race, man. For real. Some wild stuff going on. It's like that. Uh. Yeah, it's that guy Neil Harbison. Yeah, look at that. Look at it. Show us, Mitch. He looks like it's like it hangs down oh. over the top of his head, Ooh. and it looks like those. It looks like those fish that you see in the deep sea the with angler the anglerfish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like Jeez. that bounty hunter in Star Wars: The Clone Wars who has the antenna in her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exact. It, mm. Except this guy hears colors. I don't like that. No, it creeped me out. It was really weird. 
Uh, um, I've got a stock up. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, I got the stock up for the UFC. They just um, made Charles Oliveira Benio Darius today a fight for May. And I think that's going to be a great fight. Nice. Yeah. So just so everybody knows, Mitch is a ginormous a- uh, UFC guy. So, Mitch, maybe give us a little bit, like, can you tell us the significance of this fight? Like, I don't even know who those guys are, if I'm being honest. And who would you rather fight if you had to? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't think I would want to fight either. That's a good call. I, I would run out of the cage. Yeah. Who um, do you think is going to win? I think Oliveira will win. I mean... Because that fight will probably be for the whoever fights Volkanovski versus Makachev next. That fight will probably be who will have that fight. Cool. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, Eli, you got one. Um. You know, we'll, we'll give you some time. I have another stock. Yeah. I was gonna, well, I have uh, a stock. You can if you want to keep looking. I have a stock down. Uh, just prices of like eggs. I thought you were about to say prices of stocks. They're down. <laughs> the Dow Jones. It's down. Bad. So, wait, is the price of, a, of eggs down now or are they up in price? They're up in price, which is bad uh, for us. Dude, the, U- the United eggs. States inflation rate is up like 3%, which is huge. Like that, it's usually around like a 2%. It's up to 5, man. Oh. We're getting. We're getting screwed this over. This is crazy. Is that, is that your stock up? <laughs> nah, it's stock down on the U.S. government, baby. <laughs> I'm pulling up current U.S. inflation rates. My professor talked about that. That's what my professor was telling rates. us today is that right now it's like around five or something like that. Well, that's, a, that's 2022. That's I have a stock down. Yeah, Let's hear it. Throwing mouth guards. Steph Curry. Oh, my God. That was mine. Was it right? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Steph Curry got ejected for throwing another mouth guard. He's been ejected three times in his NBA career, all for throwing mouth guards. You wrote awesome. down word for word what I had written it, down, I think. That's yeah. wild. I had I had that, and then I just wrote down like what each of them was. <laughs> oh, um, stock. Was that a stock up? Stock, stock down. Stock throwing mouth down guard. throwing golf tees. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed threw a golf tee at Roy McIlroy. So for those who don't know, uh, Patrick Reed joined the Live Golf Tour, and Roy is like the one of the head honchos for the PGA, and they're playing in a tournament together. Patrick Reed goes over and tries to like say hi to Roy. Roy ignores him, and then Patrick Reed walks away, throws a couple golf tees at him, and apparently they were Live branded golf tees. And then he nice. walked away, and he kind of like waddled, and it was really annoying because Patrick Reed's really fat. So. Patrick Reed is fat, and I hate him. <laughs> so good for you, Rory McIlroy. We're a Rory McIlroy podcast. Yeah, and I loved Roy afterwards. Was like, yeah, I just didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> awesome. Who would? Who would? I, exactly. It's sneaky, dangerous to have something like little like that, where you're like you can throw it because you're gonna like Steph is gonna because the mouth guard. You're like it's not gonna hurt anyone, but I'm gonna chuck it because I'm mad. And then it's the it's Game Six of the 2016 NBA Finals. You hit a fan in the head, and they file a lawsuit mm-hmm. against you. And then it's just a whole deal. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the first time, by the way. Steph Curry threw his mouth guard and got ejected. <laughs> the last, the most recent two times, both against the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. So huh. yeah, first NBA time rigged. First time yeah. was in. Uh, the second time he did it was 2017 against the Grizzlies. He threw it at a referee. Uh, That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So and then this time um, was obviously the other night. So yeah, fun fact. 
Uh, I got to stock up. Yeah. Damian Lillard. 60? Uh, most efficient 60-point game ever, or one of them at least. He, he scored over 60 points. It's his fourth time ever doing that, which is insane. And he only shot the ball 29 times. Jeez. With 10 free throws. He shot 10 free throws and 29... And he scored 60 points. If he only scored twos, he'd have to take another shot. Exactly. Be, that's why. That's the thing. He was just lights out. And I mean, I'm not like, obviously you guys know this. By the way, I am not a big NBA guy. I think the NBA is kind of a joke, but I absolutely love Damian Lillard. Most like, underappreciated superstar oh, of and, our time. Oh my gosh. It's insane. If love Steph him. Curry, if Steph Curry did not exist... Damian Lillard would be looked at as like one of the most clutch, like three point shooters. Like the amount of times I, cause when I lived in Vancouver, we'd always watch, I'd always watch Blazers games. And it was like, it'd come down to like the last minute. It's like, oh, it's fine. Damian Lillard will just hit a game winner. And then he would. And it was like, okay, yep. There's literally no stress if you're a Blazers fan when you're down like a point or two with no time left. Cause it's like, well, give it to Dame. Like, it's so good. He, and he, his loyalty to the Blazers is absurd. Like they've done nothing to help him. (laughs) (laughs) And he's been there for like over 10 years now. Right. Or close. Like he's maybe, yeah, which is wild. I still remember when he got drafted there and it was like, I was in my head, Damian Lillard has still only been in the league for like four years. (laughs) He's kind of an old head now. He's an OG. Dame Dalla. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Eli, did you come up with one? (laughs) <laughs> nah, I couldn't come up with anything. All right, anyone got any others? Okay. All right, it's time for our my QB tier list. Um, I'm gonna share it with you guys. We're gonna put it on the screen here on the TV. Um, fancy. Yeah, I know, right? I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and um. I'll post it on Instagram afterwards, so that pe- when people want to. Mitch, what are you whispering about? I was just agreeing that it was fancy. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying you could hear me drinking my Waterloo. <laughs> I I didn't know it. I could not read your lips at all. I'm not, uh, by the way, my alarm is going to go off in about five-ish minutes. Uh, I made meatloaf, meatloaf, so it's in the oven. Got to pull it out and check it. So if you hear a funky noise, don't be alarmed. That's just me checking out my meatloaf. The people will appreciate that warning. <laughs> okay. How it be? So, um, can you can we see it yet? Uh, there we go. Okay, this is gonna be fun. So, oh. the QB trade value chart is um, basically what this is is it's not a quarterback ranking list, but it is a combination of their age, talent contract is going to be factored in here as well and we put them in tiers based on like if they were traded straight up for each other um who is more valuable in that trade so um cole the only adjustment i made on your phone the one that i sent to you is i moved dak down a tier okay yeah that's um okay so we're gonna start i'll start from the bottom and work up to the top so the backups and too old this is including everyone but the backups slash too old tier Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, Gardner Minshew, Mitch Trubisky, Tyler Huntley, Andy Dalton, Taylor Heineke, Nick Foles. These are guys that I think are either too old to be starters or are going to be backups for a long time. 
Just above them in tier five is young guys still with a chance. These guys, I believe, are not backups yet. Um, yeah. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Kenny Pickett, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Brock Purdy I threw in this tier. This is He's an almost impossible one to rank. Davis Mills and Desmond Ritter. Um, all those guys from last year's draft class are in this one. And yeah. Tier four is veteran quarterbacks on bad deals. So these guys have bad contracts. I think the guys above them are veterans and are on good contracts. So I would trade those good contracts for these bad contracts. Uh, bad deals are Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson. My veterans with good deals, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, and then franchise guys in tier two, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungabaiola, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson. Those guys are like on the cusp of being elite, pretty young, actually very young, all of them. And then my completely untouchable guys in tier one are Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen, Trevor Lawrence is also in tier one. And then <laughs> I'm coming to you guys because I have no clue where to rank. Aaron Rodgers, and Daniel Jones. I've been thinking about that while you were talking, and I feel like I just me personally, I would go Daniel Jones and the young guys with a chance. Because, I mean, he's shown flashes, but overall he hasn't been very good. And so it's like he could still – like we saw this year in, in the right system, he's serviceable, he's fine. And then Rodgers, I'd probably say veterans on bad deals. Yeah. Uh, just, just because he's – didn't play well this year. He's the highest paid in the league, and it just, I don't know, he's getting really old, and it's just, I don't know, tough. The one thing I would say about Aaron Rodgers, so Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr are probably both, there's a chance both of them get traded. Derek Carr's probably going to get traded. Aaron Rodgers is like, what, 50? I think, I just think, I think Aaron Rodgers would get traded for more right now than Derek Carr. I, I think the, the Jets... The thing is, you have to pay Derek... Uh, you have to pay Aaron Rodgers a lot more than Derek. I, I know. I, I think... And I don't... Like, after what happened with with Russell Wilson, Russ played fine last year while he was uh, healthy. And then he got hurt, came back, didn't play as great. But, I mean, he played really good the first part of the season. And then he came uh, back... He did not I, play good. He played fine. He played a lot better than he did this year. Wait, where we? He's talking I'm about talking the Seahawks. About, oh, the sea, on the okay, Seahawks. Never mind, never mind. He was he an MVP candidate. Then he, he was. Yes, yes, he yes. was a good quarterback. Yeah. Got hurt. Came back. Was a little shaky. And then this year, got traded. Got a. He, they're paying him a ton of money, and it didn't work out. I feel like teams are going to be a lot like kind of scared to do that now. Yeah, I just. I mean, Derek Carr isn't cheap though. It's not like he's on a on a super. I think it's what. He got a new contract this year. Um, I. I think if I had the bet, I'd bet money on Aaron Rodgers getting paid more than Derek Carr getting. I mean, Derek Carr's value being well, less than Aaron Rodgers. But it's taking into um, account like how much you're paying them. Yeah, I Derek Carr is not getting paid as much as you're gonna have to pay Aaron Rodgers. Like you're paying Aaron Rodgers a lot more money than Derek. Carr. Yeah, but if it's trade value, I'd say Aaron Rodgers is more. Aaron Rodgers is worth, I think, a first round pick. I don't think Derek Carr is worth a first round pick. I think the Jets would trade a first. But the I'm I'm looking no, I agree with you. I'm just looking at the labels and you have to pay Derek Carr less 
It's not a bad deal. He's been a starter in the league for a long time. He'll win you games. Aaron Rodgers is the highest-paid quarterback in the league right now, probably not for long, I imagine. Uh, but does – so if, like – I don't know if Burrow and Herbert, like if they get paid, they're not, we're not going to move them down. Um, <laughs> it's my meat love. <laughs> like, I think, I think Cole, what Cole's saying is even if, even, even with Aaron Rodgers being the highest paid quarterback in the league, they would still give up a lot for him. I think they'd give up more for Aaron Rodgers than they would for Derek Carr. Cause I think Derek Carr is a band-aid replacement. I think Aaron Rodgers, you're like, okay, we have a guy in there who can still, and maybe I might be, I might be wrong about that, but, and then the only other problem I had with the, the, cause yeah, Daniel Jones is hard. Would you guys, I mean, is Jimmy G more valuable than Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray? Wait, what was the question again? Is Jimmy G more valuable? Do you guys think than Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson and Stafford and Deshaun and Tom Brady still? Cause I, I mean, just from the last offseason, no one, I mean, maybe the... Uh, okay, Jimmy G's been making $7 million a year. But no one, I mean, just from last year, no one wanted, to, no one traded for him. Like, Yeah, true, but I think if you ask the Broncos to do that deal again, they say no for Russell. Yeah, I agree. But if, say, a team, uh, the Niners offered Jimmy G for Russell Wilson, I think they'd, I think they'd do that. I don't I don't think so. I don't I don't Russell Wilson is forty nine million dollars a year. Would do you would you rather have Russell Wilson at forty nine million dollars a year or Jimmy G at seven million dollars a year? It just depends on my team. I mean maybe not the Niners because the Niners you have a better roster, okay, but let's say they're let's say it's the same team. Let's say you're you you have a hole you have a hole on defense that you need to fill and a hole at wide receiver and you can have Jimmy G to fill that hole and then you get an elite receiver and an elite defender. Because you have that's twenty million dollars you can pay either of them, or you pay Russ forty nine million dollars a year, and then you have to go sign a receiver and a defender, a defender on a minimum. I think I'd do. I I I don't think I think I'd do Russ. I really. Do. I don't think. Okay, I disagree. I'd rather have the quarterback on the better deal. So, so this is a trade value chart, and we're saying and. I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Do we think do we think a team uh like if a team was trading for a quarterback, they would rather trade for Jimmy G than Kyler Murray or what you're saying is that if they trade, they're going to get better value from Jimmy G cuz he's getting paid way less. I think it's more just like who who is more valuable. Like and in my opinion, I would rather have Jimmy G at seven million dollars, then Kyler Murray at Kyler Murray's Murray's forty six. I agree. I know what you're saying because it's like on there, it's a little confusing just because it's like, yeah, a team would probably rather have a player like Kyler Murray than Jimmy G, but you're gonna have to pay Kyler Murray an insane amount of money, and you could get away with having Jimmy G as your quarterback and only paying him a little bit, so then you can spend money on other places. So it really does depend on what team you are, but. I think for some of them, it doesn't matter where, like, Deshaun Watson, the Browns have to be kicking themselves for how much they paid him. No team is going to want to, no team is going to want to trade for him, pay him that kind of money for him to, for what he's done off the field and what he's been doing on the field. He's played horrible. And so that's, I mean, it's the same kind of thing with, like, 
like Kyler this year. He didn't play that good, but it's like I feel like Kyler still has value. But that's what I would say for for those five quarterbacks in the veterans on bad deals. I would say that those teams regret paying those guys that much money. I, I don't think the Rams regret paying Stafford. And I don't he think won the, him a Super Bowl. The they, Bucks don't regret paying Tom Brady. I don't think. Okay, maybe that's okay. But I, it's for it's for in the future. Like a team like isn't going to. Season. No team coming up is going to want to pay Tom Brady, however much forty million a year, fifty million a year. No team's going to want to pay Stafford that much. No team's going to want to pay Russ that much. I I, I get that. Yeah. It, those two are like, some of them. Yes, in the. Uh, in that veterans on bad deals, which is below veterans on good deals, like some of them you would rather have playing above one of the ones that's on the tier above them. It's not necessarily about skill. It's more about skill with contract with like all that. So that's like, yeah, that's, I guess my point is that there's 10 quarterbacks in that tier, right? The, the, in those two tiers combined of those veteran tiers, I, and those are, I think like kind of the middle 20 or 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And I think the five that are ranked above they I, I, off, I think they're all in the same range of skill, mm-hmm. but the five that are ranked above are you're getting paid. They're paying them less. So yeah. I think I'd rather have those guys. Exactly. Gotcha. I, I think that's just where I just, I don't think Jimmy G's in the same skill level as those guys. I'd have Jimmy in the last year personally. But you'd have him Why? in which tier? The you think he's a backup? Yeah, I do. Why? Play. <laughs> I mean, he played before he got hurt. He was having like the best year of his career. Not, I mean, yeah, but he also lost. Brock Purdy's undefeated with the same roster. You were just, you guys were just giving to Brock Purdy shit last week. Not really. Yeah, you've been saying that it's not really not like saying he got giving him shit, but like you're saying that like. You were saying that. Um, you saying that, like it wasn't I mean, too hard what that he was it's doing. Exactly, like you exactly. have been, and he's doing more than Jimmy G was. Yeah, but Jimmy I, G wasn't playing bad. But Brock Purdy's played better, hasn't he? Wouldn't you agree? I think they're, they I mean, played about do, the same. Do you do you know Jimmy G's stats are he's sixty-seven percent. He had sixteen touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah, but you have Jimmy. You have Brock Purdy in the fifth tier, and then you have he's played seven games. Jimmy G's done it. He went to a Super Bowl. I just sure. I would take Jim I would not take Jim I would rather have Tom Brady Kyler Murray Russell Wilson Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson as exactly I would rather have those two guys too but I would rather pay Jimmy G seven million dollars a year and build a team like be able to build a team like the Niners and I, exactly you're taking into account that you're gonna have to pay those guys like north of 30 million dollars a year yeah you're gonna have to pay Jimmy G like around north 10, of 40 15. we just went over like Kyler is 46 Russell is 49 Deshaun Watson is 40 whatever Jimmy G is seven I just yeah I I'm on I'm 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 a, I'm okay with being alone on that but I think that's fair that's fair I mean I could see like not in the 49ers system I could see that but but I think the point is that the 49ers have the ability to do that because they're not paying the quarterback yeah yeah but I think that's because they had a they've constructed their roster before that and they also did pay Jimmy a lot it's not like they didn't pay him before 25 yeah but 25 four years ago is different than 25 now. I don't think it was. It was he signed the seven million dollars this year, so it's twenty five like the last two years. Well, twenty five. I mean, Tom Brady's also on a twenty five million dollar deal too. Like, I mean, it. Yeah, but his contract's up, and he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, this this might not be updated, but it's saying that he gets seven a year. That's what I was just that's that's right. saying. He got seven for one year, though. It's not you got seven. They restructured his deal. Did they restructure, it or did he sign just like a one-year flyer? Oh yeah, he signed as like a backup because yeah. Trey Lance was supposed to play. And if then he, he came if, in, and if he signs a, a larger deal, I will move him down for sure. But at the current place where he's at right now, at seven, that's where I feel comfortable with him. You're getting a average quarterback for a good price. I feel like that's that's good value. Whereas an average quarterback being paid forty million a year is bad value. That's, and that's what the list is, right? Yeah, that's what I think at least. But Cole, I mean, he he, that's his point, and I guess that's fair to think that way. But that's I have him up there for. I think we've explained our reasons why. Yeah, I could also see an argument for Jared Goff being a franchise guy. Oh, explain. He makes he makes thirty three and a half million, which is okay. So this is this is my point. I I like that you bring bring this up because. Especially if we say like Lamar this offseason is eligible for an extension, right? So he's getting he's gonna make let's say it's let's say like Lamar, Burrow, and Herbert all sign extensions this offseason for fifty million dollars. Are we being real? Yeah, I'm just gonna be a little bit real for a second. So if you have if you pay is that kind of what you're saying? Like J- Jared Goff for thirty three and a half? You would say is in the same tier as as Lamar and possibly Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely in the same tier as Tua Tagovailoa. But like he threw for thirty touchdowns, almost seven picks with like that offense, and they were sixth in points. Tua? No, Hurt. Goff. Goff was like sixth in points per game, and I can see like they're building around him, and I think think like they're trying to make him a franchise guy, and he's getting up to the production of where I think he could be a franchise guy. I like that. What do you guys think? I mean, especially if you're not paying him that much, if you're paying him like, yeah, that 30 million to come in and be like, okay, we started our rebuild with this guy and he's gotten us through it. We almost made the playoffs this year. And it's like, I don't see why you don't pay mm-hmm. him thirty million because he didn't play bad this year. He played well. Well, he's, he's being paid thirty three and a half right now. So right? That's yeah, where, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think is, that's. I think he this year he showed he deserves it. Especially like he didn't have the most talented roster around him. They had a bad defense and everything. I mean, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's fair. I agree he's, with Mitch. He's the eleventh highest paid quarterback right now, and that's with Lamar, Hurts, Burrow, Herbert. And Allen on rookie deals is is Allen sorry sorry uh, Lawrence. Oh yeah, another, another meatloaf. Yeah, it was a little pink in the middle. <laughs> yeah, like your meatloaf, medium rare. No, <laughs> not trying to get salmonella. It's chicken. Well, sick from the meat. Any other um, any other thoughts on this list? This would be like if a team wanted to trade for one of these quarterbacks this offseason for next season, right? Yeah, I mean, just where they are currently, yeah. Okay. What were you going to say? (laughs) These mics are really good. Uh, No, I was just clarifying. That's what I was assuming this whole time. Um, 
because, yeah, some of the older guys that are making a lot of money, you could argue that it was worth it, but for a new team, it wouldn't be. I mean, cars and Carr and Goff are both making le- more than Tom Brady, so. Yeah. And okay, but Tom Brady, you're getting for he, Tom Brady might. Retire. I think you're. I think you're a little overrating Tom Brady. I mean, he's, I think you're. I, I think you're overrating Goff and Carr a little bit. That. I mean, they didn't make the play. I'm Tom. I, I would take Tom. Tom won a Super Bowl two years ago. Tom was almost MVP last year. Did Did you not? Did you watch that game that Tom Brady just played? Yeah, but they were in the playoffs, and they had. I mean, he had the worst O line. He had a terrible O line. He was basically he threw the ball. Seven, like how many times do you have to throw the ball? Like I, I would rather have Tom Brady as my quarterback next year than um, Derek Carr. Tom okay. Brady's forty-five. I I, know, I I would rather have Tom Brady and than Jimmy he G sucks. too. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, we don't agree on this list. I like it. That's, That's this so is like this it. is fun. This is the what point is, of this. That was an issue if, the last like season or two is that we agreed on like everything. Yeah, what? it's way more fun when we disagree. What yeah. about? Tua being in young guys with a chance instead of franchise, because I mean, like, who knows if he's even gonna play next there's year? There's a chance he doesn't play. That's true. I, maybe he should have an asterisk on it, but I feel like Fields might should be in young guys with a chance. I feel yeah. like Where is he now? he's in the franchise guys, and that was this. I made this list, or I started making this list, like when he was in during his big run, like when he was just going insane, but. I don't know. The more I've looked at it, like his passing numbers are still garbage during that. Yeah, and they were never. The passing was never there. Um, and I think it's totally right for the Bears to build around him because it's at least a flash of something that they haven't had. I mean, maybe he should go on. Maybe he and Daniel Jones are in a separate tier. Of like, I feel like a little bit better than the young guys with a chance, but they're also not franchise guys. Yeah, we've like, seen more bad from Daniel Jones, though. Like. For like three True. years, he was terrible. But he also is now, he's shown that at least he has that potential, which yeah, I think is where I'm true. at with Fields, where I'm like, yeah. at least I've, it's happened. Like I can, it's happened this season. Like I can see it. I don't know yeah. if I want it, but I I'll can be see honest, it. I want it. I'd love, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have Fields on my team. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I don't know if he belongs in the same tier as Hurts and Lamar. That's, I think, I might have a problem with Not this. Yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, me. I agree. Because the Hurts and Lamar, you could easily make arguments are in the completely and utterly untouchable. Yeah. I agree. Because, like, neither of them are being, you pretty much get to, uh, you get to offer them a deal and they can take whatever they want. Like, right. they're, they're in a spot where they have leverage and could be paid a lot. Or, like, you could be like, oh, well, Lamar could get franchise tagged again, or Hertz could be like, "Oh well, you've only been good for one year, or whatever." So that's why I, I think I think they're, I think they're Hertz and Lamar a step below those top five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, should we do? Do we have our picks now? Oh, we had a couple, um, a couple mailbag questions to go through, and a couple other news that uh i wanted to hit um first was that nathaniel hackett gets hired as the jets new oc um me and eli we were kind of talking about that earlier like i think it's probably good that he's gonna be an offense coordinator somewhere um i think that's that that should be where he stays for a while uh and then first head coaching hire of this carousel 
the Carolina Panthers hire Frank Reich. I didn't even know he was interviewing for jobs. Did you guys? Like, I've, me neither. And Nicole, you, you corrected me in saying this. The only person that we could remember that is was fired midseason and then hired the next that offseason by a team that also fired their coach <laughs> midseason. The last person to do that was Ron Rivera. Did did the commanders fire their coach midseason that year? Yeah, it was uh, Gruden, right? Um, no, Gruden was the Raiders. No, the other Gruden. Jay. Jay. Jay Gruden, right? Was he fired midseason? I'm pretty sure. I'm, uh, I don't what, remember. If I had to, that's my... But either memory. way, that just that doesn't happen very often that a coach gets fired midseason and then gets a mm-hmm. job, a head coaching job did, that same offseason. Did Andy Reid get fired midseason? I, I think he got fired at the I end. Think I think he got fired at yeah. the end. And I think yeah. they said it as a... Um, no, he got fired. He did? It was fired, yeah. Like yeah, people... Yeah. I saw a video about it today and people hated him. Like That's people in Philly absolutely hated him. Yeah, it was uh, Jay Gruden too who got fired. He went zero and five, and then ah, that checks out. Yeah, they seem like I associate like Frank Reich and Ron Rivera and like the same type of coach, like kind of the older culture guys, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I remember when the Colts were like, I think it was that Philip Rivers season, like. They they almost <clears throat> I can't remember if it was in the playoffs or right before the playoffs. I remember they like almost beat the Bills. Like they looked good all season. They just like when they got to the red zone, they just couldn't score. And we were all like, you know, Frank Reich's a pretty good coach. Like just give him a good quarterback. And then now he's getting fired. So I think I actually kind of like it for the Panthers. I think it'll be all right. I also think there's something to be said, yeah, about like yeah, when you try keep trying to do like that band aid quarterback, it never it never really mm-hmm. pans out. Yeah. Patriots hired Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. I I posted this on the Instagram. I freaking love this signing. I it's the uh, I think Owen Boehner responded to the Instagram story. Shout out Owen and said the Saban rehab for failed coaches wins again. And it's like this is just it's become such a pattern that these guys go to Nick Saban and revive their career. And yeah, I think I said it on the Instagram. It's like the Patriots needed an offensive coordinator, and Bill O'Brien, while he did tear the Houston Texans franchise to the ground. Um, he's, he, they were good for a little bit. <laughs> so I, I, I think their the Patriots offense is going to look so much better next year or at least competent. They'll go back to being competent. I've heard the Patriots are interested in Deandre Hopkins as well. Oh, I mean, the Patriots had a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinators or offensive yeah. coordinators yeah. last year. I, I don't think that gets talked about enough. That, like, that's like not a recipe for success. No, that no. is nowhere near. Do you think that means this is Mac Jones' like last opportunity this year? Because it's like, okay, well, we got you an offensive coordinator, and now like you don't have any excuses. <laughs> That's just such a okay. I guess we'll get you an <laughs> offensive coordinator this Fine. time. <laughs> so you don't want the special teams coordinator calling your plays? I generally generally think three years is usually the yeah, time period where you can judge a guy, and then yeah. after that, and then like, somebody else gives him a shot, and then yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think they could probably get away with like re-signing him to a smaller deal if he doesn't play like if he doesn't suck, doesn't play great. They could just be like, hey, here's $20 million. Hang around. I don't know. I think that's kind of where he's going to fit in. He's, he's That's why he's just going to be another Sam Darnold or like he's just not good enough to be the guy, but he's not horrible. I don't know. He was, I mean, his rookie year, he wasn't bad. He was decent. He just also is it's another kind of like Chicago or uh, New York thing where it's like he just doesn't have anybody to throw to. 
Got a lot of number twos on that album. Yeah, he has like a bunch of twos and yeah. threes, and it's like, yeah. eh, together they don't make a one, but okay. He, <laughs> man, how how pissed off do you think he is that he's not the 49ers quarterback? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, After all those rumors, oh, uh-huh. I would be so upset if I was him. The difference between the 49ers weapons and the Patriots weapons is Insane. astronomical. <laughs> I think he could be like a Kirk Cousins type of guy. I think that's what Bill wants, right? Yeah, that's what, that's I, what all those mid-level, the, like the Sam Darnold types, that's their dream. Is to be Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, Kirk I mean, Cousins yeah. is like the all-time bag getter. Like yes. he, he is nowhere near deserving of the money he gets. I mean, this year he played, he played pretty good, yeah. but like... The contracts that he's signed are insane. And, and they're all like guaranteed. fully guaranteed. Yeah. The situations he falls into, like insane. the weapons he's got. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He went from Diggs and Thielen to Jefferson and Thielen. <laughs> and Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Like, oh, yeah. darn. DJ Hawkinson, too. Yeah. Just falling right into his lap. Um, someone wanted to know our Jets quarterback predictions for this. Let's say, who do we think is starting week one for the Jets next season? I think the uh, sexy answer right now is Aaron Rodgers. I was just about to say, it, but I, re- I don't, I don't know. I don't think I so. can't I probably remember say, thinking that last year about the Broncos. Yeah, so. Exactly. I'd probably say like Blake Bortles, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I'd say I'd put, I'd say Carr, Rodgers, right? I mean, yeah. I just can't imagine. I mean, Rodgers won two MVPs with Hackett though. So that's true. Like, but do you, yeah. Yeah, it would just it's I can't, I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers playing on another team. I really can't. Yeah, I can't. I'll go I, I'll go Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G. I was going to say I was either going to say Jimmy G or I feel like this is a team that we're going to like hear different stories come out of in like preseason training camp. Like if they don't trade for a guy, like if they don't get a guy who's clearly better than Zach Wilson and Mike White. Um, like it's just gonna be a week to week. They'd be like, Zach Wilson was really good in training camp, but they're like, Zach Wilson was pouty again. Mike Mike White's <laughs> probably the starter. Like, I don't know. That's why I th- I think it's either Jimmy G or I think I think they I think Zach Wilson has like a turning point in the off season and becomes like I don't know. I think he gets a look in the mirror. He's like, you know what? I've been kind of a shitty teammate. Like he's like, I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna try to be a better leader and then you know. Focus on my game after, and then that. suck again. Well, yeah, but I think I think if you suck, it's I don't know. If you're trying to develop, I feel like it's easier if you're at least he's trying. But <laughs> but even if he's trying, no one else is trying because they'll hate him because he he's like he shows like all those reports like he shows up to meetings late. He like jokes around like doesn't take anything seriously and like all that. It's like if he if he treated this like a job because it is. You know, and he was like really serious about it, dedicated and a respectful teammate and a good leader. Like even if he still sucked, everyone else would still try to like support him and you know want him to get better. And then <coughs> it'd be does. easier for him to get better. But no one likes him. Because <laughs> he's not all of those things. He's not a good leader. He's not respectful. He's so I don't know. I think I think he uh, I don't know. I think he spends a little extra time in the Mormon temple. In the offseason, <laughs> learn some life lessons. My wild card for this? Stenson Bennett. I have, I have a wild card as well. Who is it? Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I, like I just, I, I'm thinking back to last year and how everybody, like, towards the end of the year was like, man, 
Mitch Trubisky could be a starter in this league. Marcus Mariota could be a starter in this league. People were saying that about Gardner Minshew this year, and he didn't look horrible in his last couple starts. And it's like, well, we could probably get Gardner for pretty cheap. And then, yeah, I could just see him trying to do something like that. Uh, I like it. Mitch loves it. My wild card. I haven't done enough to see if this person would be there at their pick. The Jets have the 13th overall pick, according to this website, which... Is that, yeah, that's true, right? They have the 13th. Does that make sense? Or is, yeah. it, is it theirs? Is it someone yeah. else's? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Will Levis. I don't even think he gets there. I don't, I don't. I think Anthony Richardson's the only one Someone there. said like he's a lock to go top five. Really? Yeah. Oh, geez. Malik Willis was a lock to go in the first that's round true. last year. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, I'm, I'm staying with it. I'm staying Ryan, with take it. it. Yeah, take it. I like it. I'm Will that Levis, 13. I was going to be the guy who was just going to say Zach Wilson. To start, it really, <laughs> Nathaniel it really, Hopkins will make him. Right. It really seems like they're not going to stick with Zach Wilson. <laughs> All right, I hope not. I mean, me too. Uh, yeah, I hope they do stick with him because you know my dynasty team, and he's very young, and I like him to be good. But he also just might never be good, and that might be the reality of the situation. Mm, good point. Garbage. That's probably the uh, I think, at, at this point. That's probably the most likely outcome. I think the most realistic outcome is that he is just yeah rubbish. He, he seems like he'll get another shot though with some other team. He'll get it because but. he was a high because he was a high enough pick and like I don't know. Like I feel like he'll always. It's kind of like with Sam Darnold, you know. Yeah, that's like, what I that's what I think too. He'll he'll have opportunities. He'll float around. He might even have a couple good games. Heck, I don't know. Who knows? Not I. No, yeah. Not me. All right, let's pick this weekend's games. Probably the best four teams in the league. Um, Cincinnati KC is the first game. Um, no, sorry. Why did we? Okay, Cincinnati. Let's do San Francisco Philly. San Francisco Philly is the first game. One o'clock mountain time. Uh, me and Eli are going to be hustling home to try to get in time for this game. <laughs> uh, it's going to be on Fox. Philly is two and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Mitch and Eli, you guys are on the Niners plus two and a half. Cole Reed and myself are on Philly minus two and a half. Um, I mean, the question to me in this game is like, is can Brock Purdy win them the game? I mean, obviously he's not going to do it himself, but it's like, can he play good enough to? Like, this is by far the best team that they played in the playoffs. This is we we knew these two teams were the best teams in the NFC. Um, yeah, I I really think that that I picked the Eagles because I think the difference in this game is going to be the difference of Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. I also think this is probably the best defense that he's had to play against. The Cowboys is good, like. Cowboys have a great defense, but I think... Wait, who's he? Brock Purdy. Purdy? I think... Um, well, Jalen Hurts, too. I, gonna, I mean, I this, is gonna, best I defense. this is the best defense either of them played. These are probably the two best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was going to be my defense the, for me choosing the Niners, was that this is Hurts's... They're not going to be able to rush for 280 yards on the Niners like they did against the Giants. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah. I, both of these teams are probably the top two defenses. I mean, the Niners with Bosa and Fred Warren... like. They have an insane defense. Obviously, everybody knows they're the number one in the NFL, and it's really not close. But then I think the Eagles have, like, 
like over this year, the Eagles have had just played very good defense and like their secondary, it both of their corners probably they have um what's the word? Like reason, I guess. Like they both could have been pro bowlers. They both could have been all pros. Like Slay yeah. and Bradbury both had very good <coughs> seasons. And they had like four or five players with double digit sacks. And like they just they've had a very good year. I think Bradbury was a pro bowler and then Darius Slay was like a player voted pro bowler. Right? Exactly. Like they like yeah, one like, of them was I'm just saying both of them could have made both of them could have made both. They both had yeah. good enough these, I mean these are arguably the two best defenses. Yeah, these are well, yeah, two best defenses. Exactly. In the NFL. Yeah. I think or, yeah, I think the real question is who's gonna be able to run the football? Because the other team is gonna because if you're I mean, that's what both teams want to do. Those that's what their bread and butter is. Who's gonna be able to run the football? Who's gonna have to make big throws late? Yeah. So I, I it, oh go ahead. I think it's going to be interesting seeing the Niners run the ball against the Eagles just because teams that are like like the Giants and Saquon, like a lot of the Giants run game. I mean, Daniel Jones rushed. I mean, he had 700 rushing yards this season. So, like, he's part of the running game too. But a lot of the running game is like our running back is really good. But then for the Niners, it's like they've got all sorts of crazy schemes. They've got a pretty good O-line. And then they have three really good running backs. They've got Chris McCaffrey, who's really good receiving and running back. They've got Elijah Mitchell, who's shown that he's like, he's a pretty strong running back. Like, oh, yeah. He's, he's a hard Elijah hitter. Mitchell is, is a good... And then and then they have Debo Samuel, too, just to throw it in there. So, like, they have so many different ways that they can run the football, and uh, it's going to be a lot different than the Eagles just like, all right, like, we have to stop their star running back. It's like, no, we got to... They're just... Their star running back room their star backfield i don't know like it's the, yeah. that's the thing though is the eagles are the same way like yeah. it's either miles sanders having 100 yards or jalen hurts has 100 yards in the first half or like kenneth gainwell over 100 exactly like yeah they both teams have an unlimited amount of firepower of, exactly yeah. and yeah and the only difference oh, so is good. i think that the Eagles probably have the best offensive line in the NFL. And, I mean, that's that's going to be the, – the Niners have a great defense, but they have, like, the Eagles' offensive line. Like, almost all of them had, like, all pro votes or pro bowl nods or whatever it was. Like, all of them were recognized in some way pretty much this season. And I just think if they can get that run game going, then – I don't know. I think it's it's going to be a really good game. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Uh, then the night game, or I guess it's early evening, 4:30. I think uh, Cincinnati at KC. This line has been so weird all week. We've been monitoring it. Um, it's. I think it opened at one and a half. I think KC. It at Cincinnati minus two and a half. Remember because of the Mahomes thing. Well, I think it started KC and then went to Cincinnati, and then now it's back to KC. Because I know, I know. At first, it started at Kansas City, right? Yeah, I thought it Kansas opened City at was favored at start one and a half. Or yeah, I think it started oh. at one and a half, and then it flipped to Cincinnati was favored, and now it's back to KC's favored. Oh. And it, it's you're right; it's just been the Mahomes thing. It's it was at first people didn't know, and then he was like limited in practice, and now he's he was a full participant in practice. I don't know. That's the big question in this game. I, I think that's the big question early of this game is going to be like how mobile is Mahomes going to be because that's been really effective for him in 
the the playoffs especially is he's he's been a very good runner it's like weird he's he's never a good he's always good at like extending plays and doing that in the regular season but then in the playoffs he actually tucks it and runs um yeah the, <laughs> i mean this is gonna be a great one it's the rematch of last year's last year it's so funny how last year the Bengals win in this game is like Oh, it was cute. They beat the Raiders and the Titans, like Joe Burrow. Aw. And then they beat them. They beat, didn't they beat them like kind of handily last year? No, they, it, was it was a game-winning game field. It was a game-winning They were down 21-3, and then they ended up That's right. Back. Okay. Uh, and then the Chiefs were the big bad Chiefs. And now it's this year. It's like, dang, the Bengals just killed the Bills. The Chiefs <laughs> only beat the Jags by seven, and Mahomes is hurt. Like, I don't know. They come in, and they don't have Tyree Kill anymore. Now, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. I'm worried we're too high on Cincinnati. Like we're all, we on, all Cincinnati. Have, we all on Cincinnati. I am too. Me and too. I remember I heard something earlier and it was like the Kansas City Chiefs have lost to the Bengals and Joe Burrow the last three times they've played. Do you think like four times in a Tough row? to beat a team four times. Four <laughs> times in a row and it's in Kansas City. I just that. I mean, I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati too. I couldn't. I'm taking them too. I have I have their head to head stats right here. So Burrow versus Mahomes, Burrow's three and zero. Mahomes is on three. Uh, Burrow is seventy two percent completion. Patrick Mahomes is sixty seven uh, average, of course. Joe Burrow averages three hundred twenty seven yards against Mahomes. Mahomes two hundred fifty two, and then Joe Burrow threw eight touchdowns and one pick in those three games, and Mahomes threw six touchdowns and two picks. <laughs> so their stats are relatively similar. Burrows are just a little bit better yeah. all around. Uh, and he's got it's Chase, just, and he's got is, Higgins, and Mixon look the good. The one thing, the uh, Chiefs pass rush is a, the Chiefs, the Chiefs pass rush is a lot better than the uh, Bills. Like, Chris Jones yeah. was an all-pro but this year. But the rest year. of their defense Frank, is not that good. Frank Clark was has the second most all-time sacks in the playoffs or something ridiculous like that. Like, I, if you can get after, if you can get out, I mean, even, but the George Titans Burrow got was. after Burrow last year and it didn't matter. So I, right. Like Burrow last year was the most sacked quarterback by far, but it just, he he, it's there. insane he how, year, I think too. it's insane how just like, he's always calm. Joe like Poole. he just like, doesn't matter what is happening. He's just always, it's insane to watch. You know, what's kind of funny about that too is like, Mahomes doesn't really seem calm, but it like works for him in a different exactly. way. Exactly. Like, but he like, like he freaks out and throws the ball behind his back. I know. And, like, and then oh, it's like, how on. does he do that? And then and Joe Burrow, it's like, how does he just keep his head like in all of this? Yeah. I, Joe Burrow is, he's, a, he's, he's different. He's different. It's insane. Yeah. I'm really excited for this game. Yeah. That's going to be good. Didn't um, they played earlier this year, right? And, I'm pretty sure two of the last time when they've played the score, the final score was 27, 24 or 24, whatever. Like it was the same score, like two times in a row. So this is interesting. FanDuel has all the um, different combinations for the Super Bowl's lines already out. So let's guess the lines for next week. If the Chiefs and the Eagles play, guess whose line is it anyways? Chiefs by two. Chiefs equals. Chiefs minus two and a half. Eagles one and a half. I was going to say Eagles one and a half. 
Chiefs by one. Oh. Bengals, Eagles. Eagles by two. Eagles by one. Bengals by two. Bengals one and a half. Eagles one and a half. What about Chiefs Niners? Chiefs three? Chiefs three and a half. Chiefs two. Chiefs two and a half. Chiefs one. Wow. Very interesting that the Chiefs Chiefs Eagles and Chiefs Niners is the same exact line, but the Eagles are two and a half point favorites. That's yeah, I was trying to do that. Yeah. I was thinking of very simply in my head. I was like, well, you just had two Bengals Niners. Bengals one and a half. Bengals one. Niners one. Niners one is the correct answer. I don't understand those. Yeah, very interesting. Huh. Um if you want so the the odds for these matchups, um KC versus Philly is plus two ten. Cincinnati Philly is plus two thirty. Cincinnati San Francisco is plus three fifty. And Cincinnati or KC San Francisco is plus three twenty. Um, best odds for Super Bowl MVP right now is Patrick Mahomes. He's tied for second. Joe Burrow. Tied for second. Brock Purdy. Hurts Fourth. is first. Jalen Hurts. Whoa. Plus two ninety for Super Bowl MVP. Whoa. They really like the Eagles right now. FanDuel's rankings are Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals, Niners. Uh, out of out of the playoffs so far altogether, they've I they've only played once, but they've played the best. And that's what scares me altogether. A little, that's why I don't yeah. think there's value in betting the Eagles right now because no, exactly. Yeah, they're the favorites, and I think if I were to look at these four teams, they're all pretty even in my mind. But the Eagles are like Eagles are the favorites right now, so. If you guys okay, well, if you guys were to rank the remaining four, we do a power rankings going into this week. What are the four best teams? Or like, obviously, there's only four left. But how do you rank them? Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, Niners. I think that's how I would do it too. Yeah. Maybe I'd flip the Niners and Chiefs because I Mahomes' injury scares me. But yeah, I, Brock but Purdy scared the me. Niners okay, thought, the Niners almost thought the Niners could have easily lost to the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll stick with you. I'll go Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, Niners. But it's close. I could Eagles, Eagles, Bengals would be my dream. That's that's the Super that's Bowl the Super Bowl that we're rooting for, right? Is Eagles, Eagles, Bengals? Yeah, yeah. Eli, you're a little higher on the Niners, aren't you? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're the fourth best team out of these last four. I'd probably go probably Bengals, Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, or yeah, I think that's probably what I'd do. But again, they're all very close. That's why they're here. For me, I see Eagles and Bengals on the same, like they're like 1A, 1B, and you could put them in either order. I. Yeah. I think that they're very similar. I think both teams are like roster wise and just like skill wise. I just think uh, I think they're better than the other two. Do we want to do the the room rankings? Oh yeah, let's do that. I I <laughs> yeah. wrote that down on my on my notes. Okay, PM. So part of my take did this, and it was pretty fun. So they did like position group rankings for these final four teams. So who? Let's just do top three or top top ones that we can think of um 
Do you have yours ready? Yeah, I made a list of my top five. Okay, let's hear them. I went one, I went Eagles offensive line. Two, I went Bengals wide receivers. Three, 49ers linebackers. Yeah, that's a good mm. one. Four, the Eagles pass rush. Five, the 49ers pass catchers. And then have fun with it. Six, throw in the Kansas City quarterback room. Nice. <laughs> Just- <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes is number six. <laughs> hey, don't forget Chad Henney. Okay. Is it bad? That- I think I'd take, I think I would go Eagles O-line, Niners weapons. Does weapons count as a rumor? See, that- that's why I said pass catchers because it's like, I guess it's the same. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather have than than I. I'm just saying I would take the Niners pass catchers over the Bengals catch pass catchers. Yeah, actually, I'd probably agree with you. Just because, like, because when you look at the Niners, Christian McCaffrey, top three running back in the NFL. Uh, George Kittle, top two tight end in the NFL. Debo probably top twenty receiver. Top. 25. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has shown that he's a very good pass catching wise. Brandon Ayuk is a stud. Right. So that's why I think like if I'm comparing. Yeah, I agree. If I'm comparing like Ayuk to like, I think Ayuk is in between Higgins and Boyd on the other side and he's their fourth. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think I take the nine ish weapons mm-hmm. and then who is who else did you have? You had the Niners linebackers and yeah. the Eagles and pass rush. Eagles pass rush and 49ers pass catchers were at five. I think I'd take the Niners linebackers third. So I'd go yeah, Eagles O line, Niners weapons or pass catchers, then Niners linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Well, other than Bengals, but I agree with you. So I'm going to switch that. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? I was just thinking about that. I haven't never thought of it. I haven't thought of it that way before. It's interesting because I didn't listen to PMT or anything like that. I don't know. I think I agree with you, Jack, with the um, Niners pass catchers above the Bengals. Um, Would you I'm trying to think of anything else I can splash in there? Like, oh no, I would actually take this, but. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, Niners D line is but like pass rush is very good as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, I, mean, I, d- I was gonna put that, but then I was like, oh, it's pretty much Nick Bosa, and like Armstead? Eric, Eric Armstead is good, but like the Eagles had four or five players with double digit sacks, they lead the league in pressures, and it's like, I just figured, I don't know, yeah. they have that many guys yeah. that they can rotate in to do it, so that's why I put them there. No, I, I agree that they're above. I'm just trying to think of anything new that we haven't said yet. Um, what about like, like Eagles secondary? They're they're run uh, like see, but then you get into like the rushing attack. And it's like <laughs> that's their O line quarterback, three running backs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Who does <laughs> the have Bengals quarterback room? Can you throw that? But, in there? Yeah, <laughs> like. Burrow and who's their backup? Is, is it, it Jake Browning? It's not still AJ McCarron, is it? Is it Jake Browning? God, I have no yeah, clue. I don't know. Hopefully we don't find out. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I don't want to know. I I think Eagles secondary possibly has a case for being in the top five because oh, yeah. Darius Slay and um, James Bradbury both 
we can we argued are both probably Pro Bowl worthy, and they have C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. It's uh, Brandon Allen, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't want to. We we don't want to watch him play. We're a Joe Burrow. <laughs> uh, what about? What the Kansas City Chiefs tight end? Room? I thought about. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs pass rush. Yeah, I, is, about that. I don't yeah. think they're top five. I no. think they probably have the third or fourth pass rush left, but I'd they're pretty good. They're probably <laughs> 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 they'd be in top five for pass rush with the yeah. four teams left. That's for sure. I mean, it is really insane though that if you took like these four teams and all their rooms are like top five in so many different categories, like. It's insane. These these four have been have been the best four all along. Yeah. So, um. All right. That's all I got. Let's hope for a good week in the football. We deserve it. We've had some. Yes. We had sucky. Some, I mean, the wild card round was good. Like there were good games. It just we knew. I think the problem with the wild card is we knew these four were the best. Yeah. And that's why I thought we were going to get a good divisional round because I thought the Cowboys and Bills were better than I think they were. So we deserve these last three games of football to be incredible games yeah yeah for sure um next week we will do the award show because that's what we that's what we've done traditionally and then the super bowl and we got it we'll do a restart draft in there somewhere that's that the only problem is you have to coordinate that with a bunch of people so that's crazy that that's already back I remember when we did that last year yeah this one's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna we'll have to put the zoom up on the tv and yeah, that one's going to, that's going to be a lot of fun. I got to start jotting down some notes for, for the restart draft. All right. Rock the house. Rock the house. Mitch clapping the mic. <laughs>